Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Sis Chat. I'm Vanessa. And I'm Narissia. And this is going to be part two-ish mm-hmm. of our whole... Quinnin resigning gracefully. Yes. So, you know, the first one was basically us talking about, you know, what leads people to quit. And we use Indeed as our source. We're still going to use Indeed as a source for this one to guide us through this conversation. But I think it's something that a lot of people, especially if you quit your job or resigned, if you go back and watch the first episode, um, you're going to hear that Nerissa wasn't too, she didn't really like the word quit. She figured it should be resigned because that's more professional and more graceful. Um, so yeah, we're going to talk about the more professional way to quit and specifically mm-hmm. our experiences with that, mm-hmm. right? So Nerissa, let me just quickly ask you, how many times have you resigned from a job? Um, officially, uh, okay, so I've had four jobs and I've resigned officially twice. Let me just ask for a quick clarification. Is this like in your whole life or is this after college? After college. Okay, cool. Had four jobs, resigned officially twice. So yeah, I know yours is like, what are you, why is your face? I'm trying to, I'm like four Wi-Fi. I mean, why twice? So you said you, you've had four, you've resigned officially twice. Yeah. So I'm thinking one where you got furloughed. What else? And my last job. Wait, hold on, hold on. The jobs were resigned twice? You said you've, you've had four jobs and you've yeah. resigned officially twice. So what about the other two? The other two I got followed, so I didn't like come back. That's true. And then the other one, I remember I said about the whole scamming old people. Gosh, things like you just that. left. You just left. Just, okay. Yeah, I didn't resign. Okay. I just like never showed up for day two. Okay, got it. So you guys, yeah. again, you have to listen to the first episode but about quitting to understand what we're talking about here. So for me... I scam old people. Let me just say that. I didn't. So <laughs> For more context... <laughs> Yeah. go back to the first yeah. episode because that sounds real wild when you just say it randomly um yeah. but anyways um so for me I've had three jobs actually I've had four since college so I've had the two main ones that you remember that everybody knows but I had mm-hmm. a little stint at Covington Ooh. Should I be saying the names of these places? No. Um, but I had a, I had two. I had name one drop, where... Name drop. They have a beautiful office. Name drop that shit. Oh my goodness, guys. Covington and Berlin in D.C. Amazing office. So basically, that's the one job. You wouldn't see on my resume because I was there for two weeks. So when I got my job, when I moved to the DMV area, which if you want to hear about my move and everything, please let us know in the comment section. Um, but... I moved here, got my job, which my second job since leaving college. Um, and that job was going to start in September of 2018. 
And so I was here, I think around August, early August. And I was like, what am I going to do for the month? I have nothing to do for a month. So in that, in that month, I got a two week position at Covington and Berlin and worked there for a little bit, assisting one of their HR people with just hiring attorneys and stuff. So it was really, it was very interesting. And I was just like, oh my gosh, this place looks so nice. <laughs> but yeah, that was it. So, so in that situation, it was, again, it was just like a two week thing um, just to pass my time before I started my actual job. So I guess I can say four, unofficially four, but officially three. Okay. I've quit two. Which one was the most painful to leave? Oh my goodness gracious. The last one I just left. I literally, with my hands were trembling. I was like, oh my, I went over and over and over and over about it in my head. I had conversations with my mentor, my therapist, everybody, because I was just like, this, that job helped me understand that you can be in a company where you're supported, mm -hmm. right? Not fully, like I, again, some of my issues were compensation and also, um, you know, again, lack of the staffing situation. I talked about that in the last one, but overall, that job helped me understand that I could be in a corporate world and be appreciated by my peers and appreciated by my boss and appreciated by my manager. It doesn't have to suck. So that's the first place I learned that. And that's where I understood like, you can actually have this, it's possible even in the corporate world. So yeah, for that, I will always be grateful. But it was very tough. And you know that, Nerissa. Like, it was really tough. Yeah. It took me a while. Yeah. I know. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. That's like so, so yeah. much. That's so oh, much sorry. my last job before I left. It was just, um, it was a roller coaster of just anxiousness and mm -hmm. thinking that I'm letting them down and just yes. like, how can I leave them? They need me. And that, and first of all, you're important to your job but you're not that important they will replace you in a heartbeat because they need to it's nothing personal it's a business you know but yeah. I remember feeling so much anxiety that I ended up doing one of the dumbest shit I've ever done in my life which is that um ended up working so let's say I got a new job in April right instead mm -hmm. of quitting my old job before then I decided you know what no I can just stay up until May what mm -hmm. one more month well one more work month of working two main jobs and my business is hell and yeah. i'll get into that all i'll get like into that like in a few but yeah no the anxiety can cause you to do some crazy shit which i definitely did and i experienced burnout and i got i started feeling so much resentment mm -hmm. for the previous employers which had nothing to do with them it just had to do with my terrible 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 indecision yeah. yeah yeah and I remember around that time like you could tell like I could tell you're very visibly like stressed by everything but I'm glad that that's over so we can go back to you know the steps of quitting first you have to decide when it's the right time to quit we touched a little bit actually a lot about that in the last episode if you go check it out we talked about why we left 
we just highlighted some of the reasons why. And I think we kind of just talked about that right now. The second part is, you know, given at least two weeks notice. Yeah. Yeah. So Marisa, you were just saying how, because you were so, you felt like, oh my goodness, I'm betraying them. You know, probably these people treated me so nice and whatever and all these things. Like, how could I just live? I, I need to show that I really cared about this job by giving, how many months notice did you give? Um, okay, so I got a new job in April and I ended up living in June. <laughs> so yeah, so she, she, she gave them a good amount of time, okay? Um, yeah. I know for me, around that time, I I was looking and I found a couple of um, you know companies that really wanted to hire me, which was good. That was good, but it was still very nerve wracking. I was very anxious. Um, I wasn't sure if I was ready to leave this good situation I found myself in. Specifically, my relationship with my the people I worked with, you know, it's something that I really did cherish and I really you know, I thought it was important, especially in a corporate setting, you know, you always hear the stereotypes, corporate setting, settings, cutthroat, nobody cares about you, nobody gives a F about your feelings and all that stuff. Um, so it was very difficult for me to actually make the decision to just, you know, leap. Um, so I, I did give two weeks notice, but let me tell you the process for me to do that, I had multiple conversations, like I said before, and I was thinking to myself, maybe give three weeks of notice maybe give four because oh my gosh you've been here for like three years almost four years at this point whatever but anyways at the end of the day even through my hands shaking and me feeling so anxious I just went ahead and I said two weeks and I just submitted it and just closed my eyes and let it sun and then dealt with it afterwards that's that's literally how that went it was not easy but I just did it I just did it yeah yeah, so you definitely want to try to make sure you give at least two weeks notice or whatever is, um, you know, sufficient for the kind of work you do. We all do different types of things. I work at a law firm. I said that previously. I'm, I'm a paralegal. And generally, if you look at your contract, I don't know if you look at yours, Nerissa, for mine, it's, you know, you can leave whenever you want, mm -hmm. really, um, or the company can fire you whenever they want. So legally speaking you can leave whatever yeah. at will is what it's at will employment is what it is um but again it's always the professional and like narisa likes to call it the graceful way to resign you know so you always want to keep that relationship with your you know your boss your managers and all that stuff and just leave on, on good terms never hurts yeah. Cause you don't want to, you don't want to burn bridges certainly. And it looks better if you say like, you know, I'm, I'm considering you, I'm considering your company in mind. And so I'm going to give you ample time to find someone to replace me. Yeah. So, and in case you ever need something from your employer in the future, it's you guys still have a good relationship. It's not like you, you are like, bye. And then just do not show up. So, yeah. And I will say, um, you know, one of the things I thought about when I was leaving is the process of what happens when someone leaves, you know, the workload is given to other people. And so that two weeks gives everyone a chance to just adjust. Um, mm -hmm. It gives everyone a chance to, you know, if they need to distribute your workload to other people and then give you like the 
this is what you have to get done by these two weeks, finish whatever projects you're doing, finish this, finish that. I think, again, just, I mean, some people don't care, but like for me, I care. And I think, you know, it's generally nice to care because I think about when other people leave and what that feels like for myself at the time when I was still there. Or yeah, so just just think about the reality of it all. Mm-hmm. If, especially if it's not a shitty situation and, you know, just give everyone that time to just, you know, learn the news and adjust accordingly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the next one is writing that resignation letter. Marisa, do you, did you write yours? Because I remember we had a conversation. You were like, do I call them? Do I, do I um, send them a, an email? We don't really do emails. Do I see them in person and tell them? That, that was my conversation with you. So what did you end up doing? So for me, uh, the place that I worked with is a very small, like intimate place. So a lot of our conversations happen face-to-face over your text. But yeah. I'm the kind of person who I don't like doing a lot of things through text or phone call, especially if I know that there's going to be a lot of questions. I'm a very much face-to-face person. So you can ask me the question mm-hmm. and get everything out in the open. So I did try to do face-to-face multiple times. Okay. Uh, because of how my job is where usually I go in and I just work off a list of like specific things really specific things to do and my bosses don't have to be there so that's the nature of my that was the nature of my last job yeah so because of that I would go in sometimes and there would be no one there okay. and I'll be like hey are you guys coming in today and they're like you know they have other things to do they have like other more important things to do than coming to the shop so I try to talk to them face to face about three times, mm-hmm. but didn't happen because they were very busy. And so I finally just decided to to call them. And it was one of the most, oh my goodness, nerves, man, the nerves. Yeah. Yeah. And I called them. I remember I spoke to you first and then I called them and the conversation was just like two minutes long. Yeah, I was just like, hey, I decided to get a new position. Um, I really want to focus because my biggest thing right now is paying off my student loans. Right. I was just like, I really want to focus on my student loans. And I feel like this other opportunity would be better for me to just um, prioritize that. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, that was it. And they're just like, okay, well, thank you for telling. I was just like, you're welcome. And then that was it. And after that phone call, there was such a relief. It's just like... Mm-hmm the hard thing is over now you can breathe in peace and that was how I felt so yeah that that's how I did it I did it in a phone call okay yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah, so mine mine was um interesting because I did a phone call then I did an email and then we had to do like a meeting where it was announced and so what yeah so it was like a whole thing so basically I called because I actually had vacation planned that same week so I'm like okay it's about to be Friday um I if I give my two weeks now then I'm, I'm gonna have to leave next week Friday but if I because I already taken time off and so mm-hmm. I was like okay but if I don't now then I do it after I come back from my vacation then I'm going to have to push it back yeah for two weeks and so I just did it like I think it was like the Thursday or something before I I went on vacation or Wednesday before I went on vacation I don't remember I called the manager and 
it's actually my main manager for one of my accounts. She was on vacation, which really sucked. And this was someone I was very close with, um, especially when it came to work. Um, we had a really good working style. She was on vacation. And so I was like, okay, I can't, I'm just not gonna break the news to her when she was on vacation, you know, she didn't have a great time and whatnot. Um, and then I called the manager. I literally went into a conference room. My hands were shaking. I felt like the flow was going to just give out. Like, I'm not kidding. I was literally yeah. shaking and just so anxious. I got on the phone with her and I'm just like, hey. And she's like, oh, I was like, I, I think you need to sit down. And she's just like, oh no. I'm like, yeah, yeah. She, yeah. And she was just like, are you leaving? I'm like, yes. And she's like, oh my goodness. And then we talked about it and I was just like, still very nervous, um, of course. Yeah. And around that time, I think my boss was actually, um, I think he had something to do with his kid, um, a game or something. And so I was just like, can you please just tell him maybe later, maybe after, cause I don't, I don't want him to get this bad news while he's like watching his kid's game. Like it, it's just in terms of time, I don't, I don't think there's ever a good time. I don't think there's ever a good time. Um, and so, yeah, but she, you know, she told him and yeah, and that's, that's how that went. And then that evening I went ahead and I sent my res resignation letter mm -hmm. um, to both of them. And yeah, and then that's when everyone started finding out. And then we had a meeting again and that's when everybody found out, which everybody was very shocked because some people did not know. Um, and I just... So I, I wrestled a little bit because I was like, do I tell my colleagues, you know, personally, or do I wait for the, my boss to tell them? So I waited for my boss to tell them. And then I try to have conversations with each person separately. Um, yeah. Just so that there's no like, you know, chaos or, you know, there's no ch like chit chat in the back or whatever. I mean, my colleagues are pretty chill, but again, you just always want to be professional about it. Um, and so, yeah, that's how that went for me. It was tough. It was yeah. it was tough because you know hearing everyone again. I had grown to like know and like everybody, and so it was just I I cried. I did cry a little bit, um, especially when I also spoke to my manager. I literally was like crying on the phone. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it was really tough. Woo! But yeah, that was my resignation story. Um, before we go back, we go to the next one, Nurse. Do you remember what your first resignation ever after college? Do you remember what that was like? Oh yeah, I did not care much for the job, so I just straight up lied. Um, <laughs> I straight up lied on my on my paper because I got a new, I got another job which I can dive into. You only think about how many jobs I've had that should have made me pissed off and sort of like broke my spirit. I remember. I remember yes. Yeah, I remember the job. So my yeah. first job out of college wasn't, it was a pattern making job. Um, basically the clothes that you wear, I can make the patterns for them. Yeah. That was my first job out of college. It was chill. And a lot of first jobs out of college for fashion, I don't know about other industry, but for fashion, they're pretty shit pay and they're just shit in general. So, but I was a pattern maker and I was doing that for a while. My boss was kind of like, um... You know, this is something I need to explore in my therapy is why I have a problem disappointing other people. I have a session coming up soon, so I'm going to explore that. But because my boss at that time was a pretty racist, 
sexist, homophobic, xenophobic piece of shit. And yeah, and he was good at what he did, but he was very, he was all those things. Mm -hmm. And I remember at that point, um, Barack was um, either still president or on his way of becoming, um, no, 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 no. Barack wasn't president. Barack had just been president because I think Trump just won against Hillary or something. I'm doing something like that. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He was very pro-Trump. And the thing that, that's not even my biggest problem. I don't really care if you're pro-Trump. It's just, he was very anti-Barack and anti-everything like, called he called obama some um some slurs that i'm just like sir i am do you see what i look like no 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 listen this is the same guy that we had a colleague who was gay and he would make um homophobic comments against that that colleague Mm -hmm. Just really vulgar stuff. And then we had another girl who was like a secretary type, like managing appointments or something. And yeah. he would always comment on her body. Like always comment on her body. Yeah. And it got to a point where we all just had to be like, uh-huh, uh-huh, not, we're not listening. <laughs> you know, we all wanted that job. So it's just like, uh-huh, yeah, whatever. Anyways, so um that was my that was the situation. And so when an opportunity came about that I was excited for, turned out not to be the opportunity that it presented itself at. Catfish me, but that's okay. Um I just wrote a letter and I made up a lie about as to why I was leaving and that was it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't feel like I didn't feel bad about leaving, but I felt bad about disappointing him, even though I knew that he was just um he wasn't a very nice man. He was a talented man, but he wasn't a very nice man. Yeah. Well, life doesn't even begin to cut him. My dude was just straight up just wrong in every sense of the way. And he was from Iran or Iran. I never know which one, how to say it. I think both mm-hmm. of them. But he had, a, he had an extreme disdain for his own people. Okay. Like he hated his own people with, with such a passion that he had to call it out. Mm-hmm. You, know, like you, you actively have you know how sometimes there's some black men who are just like i don't date black women yeah and they're just like i mean you don't have to say that you can just legit just do you but yeah. he literally had to call it out every like almost every day those stupid people those pigs his own people those yeah it was bad so um oh my gosh yeah, i left and i didn't feel bad about like leaving the job i just felt bad about disappointing him so which yeah. is weird so but that was my first yeah. like official resignation like peace yeah yeah and I guess that has to do more with like the leadership figure or whatever just you know and sometimes I think that because for the at least for me I can say when I started my job again like I said previously I've been working at law firms and my first job out of college was an admin assistant for a law firm within a specific team and one of the things they hammer, not like them in general, as in like, you know, people you talk about or whenever you hear things about working corporate, having a job, any of that stuff, it's very much just work hard. It's cutthroat, nobody cares, nobody this, whatever, just just work hard. And so I think maybe what you may be feeling is like sometimes like if you leave, especially if it's like your first job, you almost feel like, you know, maybe you're not equipped to handle all the harshness or whatever of whatever is going on. 
or right. that you know you're maybe you're giving up a little too quickly like I think sometimes that goes into like our decisions of how we proceed with that and how we feel about it um yeah. but anyways of course with time you learn like <laughs> it's a job like you know what I'm saying like you know you do what you have to do and then if it's just not working for you you you, you leave yeah. and again sometimes it's not that easy um but yeah uh I know for me, the first job out of college, like I said, admin, um, when I resigned, I was scared. Um, I was scared, I was ready to leave, but also it was one of those situations where because it was my first job out of college and it was paying me so well, everybody was like, are you sure? Um, you know, I remember my mom who called like, mom, are you sure? But my mother, oh, God bless her. So she's so kind where, you know, she will caution you, but she also say, you know what, I, I'm going to support you in whatever it is you're going to do. So I really appreciated that. My dad literally called me at like seven o'clock in the morning. I can remember he called me multiple times, but I remember one time my birthday he called me seven o'clock in the morning, not to say happy birthday, but to tell me, are you sure you want to quit? So yeah. it was just a lot of people just like, you know, cautioning me, like, are you sure, you know, this thing is supposed to be hard? Are you sure you cannot just persevere? All of that stuff. When I'm literally sitting there, like I'm the one dealing with this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure I'm ready to leave. So, um, so it was a lot of that that caused me to be very hesitant. Um, and again, especially that being my first job, I didn't know what was going to happen next. Um, and thankfully everything worked out well afterwards, but again, it's just that first one and then feeling like, you know, you're not, you're like, again, that disappointment thing. I didn't want to feel like I'm disappointing people, but at the same time, I also had to understand like, this is for me, this is the decision I have to make. Cause I made a decision to get in this. Mm-hmm. I can make decisions to get out of it and find something else and hopefully something better. So yeah. And I remember I did kind of lie. Um, but I basically said, oh, you know, my mom wants me to come back and be home, which after I know the manager knew was BS um, because I was also, I told her about moving to DC and stuff like that. So it was just like, you know, so I lied it, but then again, I also just kind of, you know, said I was, I was moving, which is true. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's how, that's how that works. Lied then told the truth and then whatever, all good. And, and usually people don't have like such a hard feeling. Like Narisa, you said it was like a two hour conversation the, the last um, time you resigned. Um, for me, it's again, few minutes and same thing. I went to my manager's office, just told her like, hey, this is what's happening. And then we just, you know, planned it from there. Um, so, okay, we kind of touched about writing the resignation letter. There's also another part, part four, which is giving your feedback to HR. And then part five is scheduling meeting with the, the HR representative and supervisor, which we kind of went over. Um, and then wrapping up your transition of work. Um, did you, let me go back to part for giving feedback. Did you have to give feedback to HR when you were leaving or what was that like for, for your company? I know different industries, so just curious. I didn't really give feedback to, um, cause I guess they, they were the business owners. Mm-hmm. So- feedback I gave to them was just my experience there like um you know they provided a positive working environment all the time and they were very understanding they were very flexible with the schedule which Mm -hmm. is probably the reason I took the job in the first place 
So yeah. I just sort of highlighted all the positivities about the job and all the things mm-hmm. that made me feel great at the job. Mm-hmm. Um, that was it. I didn't really go into like things that they could do better because at, at that point I was just like, I'm just trying to get the fuck out of here. So yeah. yeah, that's all. Yeah, I definitely gave my feedback. You know, I was just honest. Again, it wasn't anything too bad. It was just, you know, I found an opportunity that was a little bit, you know, better and especially in the time when inflation is happening rent is going up things are getting more expensive you know I just I need to be able to take care of myself in that way as well so mm-hmm. that was one of the things and let me tell you something I told the age I was like have you seen the inflation out here and she's like trust me I get it I was like yeah so I really at the end of the day you really really have to do what's best for you um so yeah. that's been- that was my reason for leaving ads was best for me um and so okay let's go to wrapping up and transitioning your work what does that look like for you guys in your industry um for my job by the way if if anyone is still lost that's what my sister does fashion go ahead yeah so for what I did is that um I basically just they had like a few like one new person and I taught them how to use various sewing machines and various Mm -hmm industrial machines just like yeah. basic stuff and that's it that's mm-hmm. mine yeah okay yep um, mine was basically um just finishing up with the cases that I had I do recall like my last day at my the last job I just left I literally had to file something <laughs> so like I said I'm a paralegal so I literally had to file file a case um and yeah so I was literally working last day till like I think 5 five thirty six o'clock or something like that um but yeah so just finishing up with my cases um sending us like a excel sheet of everything like where everything is at if I didn't finish it to my managers because I had to think about like two managers and I was managing a small account myself so just sending all of that stuff and making sure my my boss was CC so he can overall picture of like you know this is what's left to do to distribute or you know this is what's done and and all that stuff so that was basically it I do wish that during that time somebody would have been hired because I do know that you know we were understaffed I mean that was one of the reasons why I left was because after a while you know it was just I just felt overwhelmed um if that were the case, I would have, you know, happily like trained them and, and all that stuff, but that didn't happen. So yeah, that was the transition and, and wrap up from, from me. Um, but yeah, so how you, you basically said you felt relieved, you know, once you just, you know, put in that time and said, hey, I'm leaving and all that stuff. And I could say same for me. It was, I felt relieved and I was just like, okay, now just do what you have to do. And by the end of the day, you know, that's it you're you're done you're done and that's it yeah yeah and so let me ask you um so you you know quit resigned gracefully and professionally from jobs do you think that that's going to make the next one whatever it is you know easy do you think it's going to become easier Uh, i think i think so i think it's uh there's this sort of like cliche if you if you work out is um 
it doesn't become easier you get stronger <laughs> like okay. 25 pounds is still 25 pounds you just mm-hmm. you're just able to lift it because you built the muscles to do that right but I think even so going forward if um I am going to be nervous because currently I do like my bosses and my new job mm-hmm. um, but I do have an exit plan already in mind because like I said as of right now I'm still focused on growing my business right um so I think I'll just keep in perspective the things that are important more you know, which is that I need to do what I need to do and I need to give them ample time for them to do what they need to do. And that's it. So I think it's going to be a little bit easier just because I've done it a few times now and Mm -hmm. I'm able to be, um, to keep the the purpose in mind, which isn't to make myself feel better or worse. It's just to give me time and give them time to do what we both need to do, so. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's a really good way to put it. And I do, I think that I'd still be just as nervous, um, probably shaking, same in like hands shaking and just like, oh my gosh, should I go with this or not? Um, because, you know, one of the things that I, I continue to appreciate is having bosses, managers, you know, people that I work with that are generally nice people and kind people. Um, and so that's always difficult to leave mm-hmm. um, that environment, um, especially when you've been so used to like seeing them all the time, being you know you know forming that that work relationship and all that stuff. So that's always going to be a difficult part for me. And one of the things I look for in any job that I work at is people like that. Honestly, <laughs> like if I have the choice to, I'm definitely going to go that route every single time. Um, and not go the other route of just like people who are just awful. Um, yeah, I wanted, I just wanted to um, point out something that it's mm-hmm. important to know that there are situations out there that pay well and are good to employees. Because oh, yeah, that, I, yeah, yes. yeah, I know something that can get lost if you pay attention a lot in social media mm-hmm. is, you know, corporations don't care about you your employers don't care about you and everything just no one cares about you Mm -hmm. and I understand that um to a certain extent you can say that because as long as you're as long as you're doing what you're supposed to do they're Mm -hmm. going to care about you right but I mean yeah that's literally it as long as you're doing what you were hired to do they're going to care about you because literally at the end of the day the bottom line is to make a profit and to do what their mission is. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of companies nowadays are realizing that the well-being of their employees are a part of that. And right. so I don't want anyone to get sucked into this vacuum of social media thinking that there's not a good situation out there. Mm-hmm. You just have to be patient in finding it. And I think we're very fortunate in the sense that we have um we have skills and we have places that we can kind of take our time Mm-hmm. and sit back and wait to get like a really good situation so yeah absolutely and that's why if you if anyone knows me in real life I'm so grateful all the time because I understand that it doesn't have to be like that right so to be in a position where your boss you know is actually checking like how are you doing um you know is do you have too much work do you, like how like what's going on um that that's not guaranteed and so again I said this before 
it's one of the reasons and I learned that in the last job I just left like that's possible that taught me like that's possible and it's why I always tell people like if you're in a shitty position right just try to find another company within that industry that you like that is going to treat you better because you're right so you can get paid well and you know be in a position where your work is actually um they actually acknowledge your work <laughs> and all that stuff, right? It's not like you just push it aside. Um, so yeah, I've definitely had that experience. And when I was looking for my, my the next thing I was gonna do, which is my current job now, that's what I looked for. When I was doing my interviews, I literally asked, you know, what are the people like? You know, how do the managers and the, the boss and all this, how do they relate to each other? Like, are they kind people here? sounds so silly but y'all that's very important to me that's a priority for me um to be able to work anywhere because i i work hard and so i want to make sure that you know i'm not gonna hate myself it's like i don't want to hate what i do every single day come on now you do that yeah. eight hours a week please i mean no eight hours a day yeah, yeah. like come on please i beg Anyways, yeah. Yeah, so. I know, um, one of the two of the questions, one of the questions that I asked, because I like I said in the last um episode, I work at a warehouse. Mm-hmm. And one of the questions that I asked them was, um, what's the how long has the most of your employees been here? Mm-hmm. And the general answer that I got, which I found to be true, was that a lot of the employees have been there um about three to five years, mm-hmm. which is great. Because mm-hmm. it means that you have a high retention rate. Because right. one thing about the warehouse is that you find that people like to sort of figure out who pays them the best and then just got up, get up and leave so they don't right. last a lot. Mm-hmm. And so hearing that a lot of the people have been there for like three, five years. And I see that they're very, um, they're very, as long as you communicate your needs to them, they're very um, adaptive, like flexible with you. Yeah. And, and that's one of the things I would have said, okay, well, this isn't going to be so bad. And it hasn't. So far, it's pretty good. So, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah and I will agree. I mean, um, one of the things, same thing, like long, longevity is something that I saw in my last job and also in the job that I'm in right now. Um, the people who had been there had been there for like five, six and, and more years. And with my current job, there are people who've been there for 10 plus years, seven plus years. Um, and, and, you know, I always ask for their feedback as well and you know like what times does it get too busy and that and all these things again so yeah you can definitely find a situation that you know isn't so bad I also think that your character has a good part to play in you know what your work life is gonna be like you know and I'm just saying again for myself I try to treat people how how I want to be treated um, and that's with respect and you know just being attentive and yeah and that's it and usually I get that back thankfully I'm not saying that every situation you're gonna have that but again your attitude really does shape your experiences in certain places so just what it I say. does I would say at my current job something mm-hmm. that I've noticed is that um people like to have beef with other people but no one has beef with me because <laughs> I'm like first of all I'm not engaging in your bullshit. Just leave me out of it. But I noticed that some of the people that I um, work with, their attitude is more like, I, I'm only going to respect you if you respect me 
And I'm just like, I mean, you should really respect everyone because um, that's your character. But I kind of get what they're saying, but I think they go about it the wrong way because respecting another person doesn't mean that you have to sit there and be docile and just take everything that they say. But I think people like to think that that's what respect is. It's Mm -hmm. not. So like so many times I've had employees, again... (laughs) Listen, I wanted to get out of this job and in like five, 10 years, I'm writing a book about this shit because I've just been making notes about it. I'm making notes about it. I'm just like, whoo, that is drama here. All, I love- is, all I'm going to say, sometimes my sister calls me and she's like, can you believe people actually have issues with each other in this Like she's in her own world when she's working and she just goes and does her job. So for her, it's very weird to see that people choose to cause issues yeah for others like and unprovoked too like i again there's so many characters out there in the world there's some people who like you could be minding your business and they'll come and stand in front of you just on like unprovoked so yeah yeah and in that situation i just literally this is me i go the other way just go the other way that's me (laughs) but i'm just saying i'm about to write a killer book about my job (laughs) changing the names but that's besides the point but yeah yeah, like you said your character is a huge part of it because no one has a problem with me Mm -hmm. and it's very hard for people to have a problem with me because um I think the only reason people have a problem is with me is that they can't get a rise out of me Mm -hmm. and if someone gets a rise out of me I tell them in if they try to get me upset I tell them to their face and if they do it again I just go to my manager like I'm not Mm -hmm the kind of person to engage in like petty like squabbles that's, that's just stupid but yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah and um honestly in my work so far thank god I haven't had to deal so much with that I've had situations in the past but again I just try to you know focus on why I'm there and not engage too much on other things the last point that I missed to say and I just wanted to quickly point out is share gratitude for the opportunity So, you know, just saying, you know, you're thankful for the opportunity because again, that job did hire you and Mm -hmm. did give you that that opportunity to to do what you do. And of course, you know, an important part of work is also making money and all of that stuff. So sharing your gratitude. I do wish, because especially my last job, since I really like the people, I wish there's like this gifts. Like I was trying to find ideas of like gifts. I actually never got to give anyone like a gift or whatever. Um, but in the future, I would love to give like my, when I'm leaving like a group gift to everybody just to show how much I really appreciate them. Of course, I said that verbally, which is also very important. I think everybody knows and knew how much I appreciated working with them. Um, but yeah, but I will say one of the cool things that happened, my colleagues all took me out to, to lunch and my boss actually took myself and some of my other colleagues out to to lunch as well, just for my little farewell, which I was just like, yeah, this is where I'm leaving. Oh my gosh. But yes. So again, generally, honestly, and there is like an attest to this, they were generally a really great group of people to work with. So yep. yeah. They were but giving me lunch and shit. Oh my goodness. The lunch. Yeah, it took me out we so have food today. We have Chinese food today. We have Japanese food today. You should see this girl snap. It's just, oh my God, my boss has provided this food. I'm like, uh-huh. Yeah. Sure. Okay. That's <laughs> they're great people. They're great people. Okay. Um, but yeah. Um, 
and of course I learned a lot, you know, and I grew and I developed um, a lot as a professional while working there. So again, it's always something to be grateful for, at least for me. What about you, Nerissa? What is what did that look like? Listen, I would say the one thing that my job taught me, um, I knew a lot of the skills already. So, um, but I did learn how to make like draperies and like stuff, blinds that go in your house and stuff. Like I'm, I can make that stuff now. So mm-hmm. the blinds, the window treatments, I can do that. The okay. one thing that my job taught me for myself is that there is money mm-hmm. in Connecticut, in America, and mm-hmm. the world. Yeah. And I think there is money out in this world. Listen, listen. Do not be scared to set your prices. Assuming that you have the proper um, skill set and you can build on it, do not be scared to set your prices where they are or like elevate them a little bit because there is money. Yeah. I saw people redoing a room, just a room, not even a house, yeah. but a room, mm-hmm. and they would spend $80,000. And their fabric, listen, their fabric wow. would be- the fabric could be several hundred dollars a yard. That right. probably means nothing to you. But yeah, let, me, no. let me put it in perspective. The kind of fabric that I buy right now is mm-hmm. about $3 a yard. Okay. So the fact that their fabric was about several hundred dollars a yard wow. and they needed about 50 plus to make the panels. Oh. I learned that there was money out in the universe. That's why currently... I'm taking a break from working with clients and I'm just trying to like refine my skill set. And so maybe in in about six months when I actually start working with clients, I'm about to put those prices where they're going to sit there and Mm -hmm. I'm going to get those clients that are going to pay me the money. Right. There is money out in the universe. That's that's one thing that I learned from that job. And I will never forget because I started a job when COVID, like August, 2020 in COVID times, and one of the projects that I started working on was um, this couple that they didn't want to didn't want to go through COVID in New York, so they came to Connecticut. And what did they do while they were in Connecticut? They built a house in fucking Greenwich. They didn't buy a house in Greenwich. They built a house in Greenwich. I don't even I don't even know how to explain what that's like. Greenwich has houses for millions of dollars. If you're building a house in Greenwich, listen, you got money, money. And that's mm-hmm. all the first project that I worked on. I'm just like, oh, mm-hmm. okay. okay. Yeah. I see. But yeah, that's one of the things. I remember. Job. No, I remember when, when, when you called me to tell me about that. I was just like, what? Um, but that I think that's so exciting because, you know, with every job, at least I can say for you and me that we've had, we get exposed to all these new things and these opportunities, you know, and as I, as I'm, you know, trying these new jobs and, you know, getting them and whatnot, like I'm learning, I'm learning so much. And so, and I'm also, also expanding like my mindset, like you said, of what is possible, by seeing what other people are doing the and housing. Sorry, yeah. the houses that I went into. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. This one guy, he he had a he had the beautiful mansion, right? Mm-hmm. But he also had a boathouse. Mm-hmm. And he liked looking out into the ocean while he worked. And it was winter and mm-hmm. he didn't want that to stop him. Mm-hmm. So he converted his boathouse into mm-hmm. a workspace a yeah. boathouse in winter you need heating 
That mm-hmm. man had, especially in Connecticut, he mm-hmm. had the whole place equipped with heating, had some beautiful panels, electric. <laughs> people have <laughs> the amount of things that I saw mm-hmm. while working that job, the beautiful houses that I saw. This mm-hmm. one couple, I think they were from I, well, the guy was from Russia or something, and yeah. they were in um they were in they were in Connecticut for like a two year contract for his job. Mm-hmm. And his wife wanted to make the place homey. Mm-hmm. They're living in two years. And they're spending thousands of dollars. <laughs> there is money out in the universe. If anyone is listening to this, there is money out in the universe. Do mm-hmm. not think that you have to beg for scraps. You do not. There mm-hmm. is money out in the universe. You have to just elevate your skills because the people that I work for are very talented. And so am yeah. I. You're not mm-hmm. just going to get it by doing shit. Yeah. When you see people who do that, those are very select few, but you do have to work at your skills. My That's bosses okay. have been at it for 10 years. That's why they're at this level. So mm-hmm. build your skill set, build your clientele, but there is money out there. Absolutely. Yeah. I agree. And and yeah, I definitely agree. And even in the corporate world, you know, I'm sure you go on social media, you see the people who are making like, you know, lots of money and whatnot, working at their jobs. But again, one thing I do want to say, like Narissa said, it's also about building that skill set, right? Whatever job it is that you're doing, like building that experience, building the skill, being good at what you do. When you're good at what you do, you can easily make what you know, you know, you've earned really and you you can you can ask that and you can ask for more and and so yeah really just you know learn and and grow and don't be scared to ask for more um I think we should definitely do something about um you know asking for a raise and all that stuff but yeah those are really really important life skills to learn (laughs) um and I'm glad that we've learned I think we kind of learned those things around similar times um but again youtube is a really good resource that's where you and i we got some of our like even the courage to to like you know what we want to leave or like how to leave or what to ask for when to ask for a raise and all that stuff so definitely um another thing i want to say is you know i really want to drive home the fact that you don't have to be in a shitty work environment I know we've said it multiple times, but you don't. You can find another company within your industry that treats their employees a little better, right? Yes. So just want to put that out there because again, working whether you're a you know nine to five or entrepreneur, whatever it is, you can still carve out a situation that you know works for you and your mental well being and all of that stuff. So yeah, hopefully. We can all continue to have those. And if you're not in that space yet, hopefully you find one that's like that. But yeah, yeah guys, this is the end of the episode. Um, I hope I hope you were entertained by some of our stories. I definitely was listening to some of your stories, Narissa. But um, so hopefully you're entertained. Hopefully you learned something. Um, but again, there are so many resources on this topic. So feel, feel free to look into those as well. And yeah, that's it. Yeah, definitely. Hopefully you guys were entertained and you got some nuggets of wisdom from it. Yes. And thank for listening and watching if you're watching on YouTube, because that's the thing that we're trying to do. We're yeah. not always consistent, but we're going to get there. Yeah.
Yep, yep. And we're also gonna, we're gonna work in video quality. We're, we're learning, okay? Just as we learned in our regular jobs, we're gonna learn in this whole social media thing too. We're gonna grow and yep. hopefully you guys will see that progress as well. All yep. right, y'all. I hope you have a great day. Bye. Bye, guys.